Drew doesn't. No, 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 I didn't. Let's start over again. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what Ladywood is. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. We are the little big cast. In today's episode, Rachel gets Ladywood from Nathan Drake. Boy, do I. Drew doesn't. No. And Jeff yells, Dick Breaker! All this and more on the seventh episode of the little big cast. Stupid's okay. Is it? I bet it won't be. Ugly, mom. stupid, idiot. All the things I tell my kids, not ginger. ginger. Lols. 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 Dick breaker. Okay, That's shall we? The let's, uh, let's, let's. Showtime. Let's do this thing. So right before we get now. started, before we get started, I got to tell you this story <laughs> we're about going. gingers. There is this, we'll, we'll just have this as part of it. So uh, I was working this job installing graphics on trade show booths, right? And uh, my manager, his, da- his daughter came into work one day and was like, I made a song about you. And she was like, this cute little kid, her name is Kami. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, she, you made a song? What is it? And she's like, all the other kids with the red head disorder. And I was like, <laughs> you're six. I just got made fun of by a six-year-old. <laughs> redhead disorder. Yeah. So <laughs> get their kicks. That's oh man, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Are we recording then? Yeah, we're hot and ready everywhere. All right. So what's up, everybody? I am your host, Jeff Hawks. Uh, today we're live in uh, in the studio, and you can see us. We've if, got yeah. cameras going, and so that's that's an interesting twist on what traditionally is an audio-only podcast. But we're happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, we are the Little Big Cast. The official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network, and today, I can honestly say, is the first podcast we've recorded where I have not felt kind of exhausted. <laughs> this is good. It I is know. three in the afternoon, and I'm right. breaking a monster. So I think you probably had three monsters to this point. Right? I mean, you you stack them. In There's there. been a significant amount of caffeine. Yep. yep. That's how it works. I have a pot of coffee brewing down at the station, <laughs> so I mean, don't. I'm already. I have tomato soup, so let's rock and roll. Perfect. Good. Right on. So, um. I guess we'll just jump right into it. Drew, what have you been doing today? Well, oh, uh, so another side note. First of all, we're going to try and get through our entire agenda today. We yeah. are not going to be minutes. pumping those brakes. Uh, last week we ran a little bit long. And we enjoyed and it. And it's good. It was good. And that's cool. Yeah, totally. It's cool. Uh, we are a conversational podcast. But today, outside of my ramblings right now, we're going to try and push... <laughs> I will keep no you in line. Right? Yeah, so Drew, there what go. have you been doing, man? Okay, so uh, the last week or so, I've really, I pushed through Thomas Was Alone and had a great time doing that. Nice, short, quick game, but I really loved it. We'll talk more about that. I played Tales of Grace F. We talked about some of that a little while ago, Tales of Zillia and some of the others that just came out. So I got some of that from KT. I want to know what you think about it, though. Uh, I've never played a Tales game. So far, I love the JRPG feel. Like, I love that. That's that's something I grew up on and just really enjoyed it. This one, I played, you know, stay sitting right next to me late at night, and it just was going so slow. And it wasn't, and I, you know, it wasn't me just not hitting the button. Right. It was just like the storyline and, and the dialogue was going a little too slow for me. But I'm still, I'm ready to get back to it and, you know, keep going. And that's also going. kind of like a... It's younger. I mean, that's kind of a staple, though. Like, yeah. JRPGs typically are a slow-moving yep. boulder that 
you just grows yes, and grows. Exactly. And, so yeah. at the very beginning, I just felt like, let me go so I can go to bed feeling like I accomplished something. But no, I'm still there. It's okay. Other than that, I moved uh, my whole family out of my parents' house because my parents were coming home soon. So that was nice to be like, you know, all right, brother, give mom his house, her house back. You know? So it was okay. fun. It was cool. good. And um, then uh, I've been working on Studio 76 staff a lot to make sure that everybody um, can come back next year and make stuff like this on staff. So. Absolutely. That's Which, it. by the way, congratulations, Rachel, for uh, being Rachel, on staff. Rachel, welcome to staff. I know. Hey. I'm so excited. So what have you been doing, Rachel, other than uh, being than given new responsibilities? Yay, responsibility. No, um, I also, same thing, Thomas was alone. That actually took me a lot longer than I thought what it would. What is there to be a completionist no, about? I know. There I are mean, it's like beginning to me a while, too. was the thing. You had to catch all the little dots. Oh, I did not catch any dots. Exactly. Did you catch dots? I did. I, okay. got, I think I got like three trophies out of it. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. I got to go six trophies or it's not worth it. I know. Well, I know. I only got three and I was like, what? I missed some? So I'll replay it eventually. But it was really good and I don't know. It was, it was good. But I don't know. It took me a lot longer than expected. Like I think... I spent a lot of time on it, and I was up really late one night because I thought we were recording the next day. Right, same here. Yeah, me so too. I stayed Sorry. up, and now uh, and then we decided that the person who picked the indie game, I picked this indie game by the way, had to like discuss it. So I was like, well, I have to beat it. So I stayed up really late, and I didn't end up beating it. So I'm kind of happy we rescheduled. But it was a great game. Same thing. I didn't get to Uncharted this week, but I did see Captain America. Cool. The Winter Soldier. If you can't Soldier. have Nathan Drake. Might as well He's, Chris Pine's can I, it's really quick. So all the guys are like, ooh, look how hot Laura Croft is and blah, 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 blah. There's not enough girls to nerd rage about how hot Nathan Drake is. Because he's just. I'll say it. He's, he's perfect. Like, <laughs> as I'll, a married man, I'll say it. I like, can't, I can't talk to other females about like, oh my gosh, look at him. He's so manly and beautiful. And it's just, they don't. Wow. You so, can't, honestly, like, can wow. you get more manly than Nathan <laughs> you Drake? You can't though. I need like, to play I these like, just to is, see what you do a rage is, on. It's like beautiful. if. If Laura Croft and Indiana Jones had a, 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 the perfect love child, it would True. be Nathan Drake. He's the perfect man. Right. I even posted him as my Man Crush Monday on Instagram, and it only got like seven likes, and they were all men. I didn't no. see I'm like, what is like wrong that. with oh. female? What is wrong with you? So that, I saw Captain America 2, and besides that, that's pretty much the What did you think of, man. of Captain? It was great. My only concern is that superhero movies are getting ridiculously long, like yeah. always long. So it needed to be that long. But it's just... Because it was like two... It was two hours and 15. Yeah. So it was rough. And like my butt... I pick... I always pick the really comfy theaters. But even picking the comfy theaters with the fancy seats, I was still... Here's the problem too, is with a two hour movie, if I get a soda... I yeah, have right? got to go it to the bathroom. They need a it body break. Gone, it's right? like yep. you have to time it, and then you have to sprint, and the goal is to be back before a minute has Anything elapsed. Happens. Like I never try to spend more than a minute. So just and get so the I'm, bigger soda. You and see hide like it. a six five ginger running through the halls of of a movie theater, like. I think it's kind of alarming, but a little terrifying. They can deal with it. Oh but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't he though? Wow. Look at him. That jawline though. Ooh. Yum. I yeah. Okay, carry on. What else so, we got? Plus, uh, he's um, tough. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I got really excited for the the trailers. Kind of led into the summer blockbusters. So like, yep. Spi- Amazing Spider-Man Two looks really good, and Melissa Fent. Maleficent. Maleficent. Maleficent sounds just deep. Maleficent looks amazing with Angelina Jolie. I don't think they could have picked a better actress for her. So I, I was agree. Like, second trailer in before I realized that's who it was. Right? Like, I didn't catch so? the She is like eerily similar to it's way the cartoon it's that, like that, scary yeah. that I grew perfect. up having nightmares about. Right, right. I'm excited about that. And so. she turns into Taking a giant awesome dragon, and dragons are super cool. So uh, Agreed. That's my life. In the past week or so. Very Jeff? cool. See, I I have been spending most of my last week uh, buried <laughs> yes. in schoolwork. <laughs> yes, you have. Um, I made the mistake of taking 18 credit hours this semester, and I'm not 
that great of a student. If I would have been your advisor. If I was a good student, <laughs> it wouldn't have been probably a big deal. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so in the very little time I've had to play, I did uh, I did spend some time with Thomas Lewis alone. We'll get into that later. Uh, I've played, I probably played like two and a half hours of Battlefield as a break from homework. Uh, to I don't keep know, my I mind. Because you just like 10 hours a week or something. So you cut back. I only saw two videos on Facebook this week. So. <laughs> Dude, but <laughs> they were cool. <laughs> were they both like, yeah, so I, I learned that you can put C4 on a vehicle and then drive the vehicle, jump out of it, and the vehicle will keep like running towards something. And then you can blow the C4 up once it gets close to oh, something else. Cute. So I've been like, honestly, Ricking all I'm doing anymore <laughs> is trying to make clips that will that i can share that are awesome that's awesome so i spend most of, like while everyone else is going out and getting kills i'm like how can i make this look as cool and crazy as possible so i'm like driving tanks off cliffs with c4 strapped to them into buildings full of enemies and blowing it up with the hopes that i can share it so again i never expected you know to be the kind of gamer that wanted to share my my gameplay i thought that was i've always kind of thought that was weird but uh the more i do it the more fun it is and uh i'm you're one of those guys now. Yeah, yeah I am. That's me. Uh, other than that, I also saw Captain America. It was great. And, yeah, honestly. It was, it, it was uh, surprisingly good. I was. It was a lot less. I felt like a lot less gimmicky than the last mm -hmm. Captain America. Because so the first Captain America, I didn't love. I was like. Yeah, I didn't love that. I was I kind of unimpressed. Um, I think I was, too. This one was much better. I felt like the story was more engaging. And, uh, honestly, it kind of played on some some real-world dark themes of security that that america is kind yeah. of dealing with right now right like nsa spying and in like gathering information about people like it dealt with some real world kind of heavy themes to be real world, yeah. that that i was surprised that they took that kind of step and that they had the guts to to make a movie about that because well, um, kind of James Bond used to do that all through the Cold War. I mean, there was right, kind of a similar yeah. feel. So, yeah, that's interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, outside of that, we're going to be getting to Sony News, upcoming games, and our Indie Game of the Week. So, uh, you ready, Drew? I'm ready. All right. Let's kick go. it off. Number one in news. We'll race through these because, I mean, news is news. You hear this all the time. So... Uh, we heard Amazon came out uh, recently. This is coming from PushSquare.com. They came out with their micro console, and as expected, they named it the Fire TV. It's a little minuscule set-top box designed to stream media applications, kind of like Netflix and Hulu to your television. And in addition to being a conduit for video content, this little machine can be upgraded with a gamepad. So it allow you to play your smartphone-esque type of titles with more traditional button-based gaming. So, sounds a lot like the PS Vita TV, which was announced last Wow, fall-ish? Right. And it's been released in J Japan, but we're yet to see it here or even hear about it. So question then is, did they steal the thunder? So do you want to go first or do you want me to take you it? You go ahead. Okay, so I think, um, I think they're two very different products. Okay. Um, at least from what was initially said about the Vita TV. The Vita TV initially was this kind of extension of your PlayStation 4. You would be able to stream PlayStation 4 games to any television in your home. That was like the idea behind it initially. Okay. Was that it was, I mean, the, the initial pitch was basically, this is a USB stick that you're plugging into the back of your TV that will allow you to stream your Vita or your PS4 games from your console through your television. So say, uh, you know, my PS4 is in the 
family room. You... I can play this in my bedroom hooked up to the TV. Oh, I see. I and see. so initially, that was kind of the drive. And so I, I see these as being two different markets if that can be realized. Because there has been very little information about Vita TV since right. the initial kind of... Hey, this is coming. Yeah, it goes right. And... Um, if they can do that, it's a totally different, totally different product. I don't think they're related almost at all outside of, hey, upstairs now I can stream my Netflix through my PS3 or PS4. Which the downstairs. Fire TV would let you do as well right. with a different set of games. Right. So. Um, my question is, are they, so are they going to be just running the Amazon Android platform? Like, because the Amazon, Android, Android phones have an Amazon right. store that sell games. Right. So would it just be the games connected directly to Android? Because I didn't see that in there. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard. I haven't heard which way they're going with it. So it just sounds like, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what they've. Uh, and maybe they're not even there yet. It just sounds like they've kind of what said this is coming. So. Yeah. What do you think, Rachel? Right. I mean, well, is it something that? I think it's. I don't know. Um, I think the Vita and the Fire. They might because they might have similar things. I think it's hard to see them as two different products just because if they're going to utilize both of them the best way, it'd be cool if they can just. Combine them, almost, sort of. Yes, I don't. Right? But it's not. Um, I think it's kind of weird that they would put kind of mobile gaming onto a TV. And one thing that the article I know discussed was that it's hard because a phone's like touch. And so right. TVs aren't touch. So, But it's almost like they're, they're, they're kind of, I don't know, bridging the gap. But they're saying, we'll give you this little box and you've, you've got still something that can play. Yeah, so I, I almost kind of see it as a, uh, a ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it right? is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it's and, essentially and so it's like, an Ouya that streams Netflix exactly because like, I don't think the Ouya does that. And it, and and they kind of missed out on the last six months since their Kickstarter and they kind of moved forward. And they hit the market, but they haven't really made a lot of bang. And then Amazon with its big voice came out and said, "Hey, we've got one." Well, so, I don't feel like they've. I mean, the Ouya hasn't had, had, had any sex, no. success at all. No. And I think part of that, I think if Amazon can capitalize on the idea of streaming, right. I think they will do well for the the market that they're going after. I think. It seems like the Amazon Fire TV is um, gaming is kind of secondary. Yes, to, I would agree to with what that. they're doing, right. and it's that's another place. I to think what will separate the Vita from yeah from the Fire. That makes sense. All right, let's jump on uh, briefly here. Number two, this is from the Help Wanted file from uh, Dual Shockers page. Today's an interesting career opportunity. There's an ad that's been published by Sony, because not today, it was recently, looking for a senior AI programmer for Bend Studio. So there's some interesting information. In that job call, it says, we're looking for an AI programmer to help develop complex human AI behaviors for current working title being developed by Bend. Not an entry-level position. Applicant must be able to demonstrate current working knowledge in the field of AI development for recent games. The role is closely related to both physics and animation engineer. And the most relevant part in the call says, complex human AI behaviors, state-of-the-art AI systems behaviors, including pathfinding, behavior execution, and autonomous decision-making. So like the whole thing is like this, this kind of rumor now that folks are saying, wait a minute, what did, what did Ben make before? And they made the what was it called siphon filter? They made the siphon filter, um, which is kind of a stealth games, which I, are, game, right? It was kind of the first. Well, it kind of created the modern Splinter Cell. Okay, they, right. they kind of paved the way for Splinter Cell. Uh, they followed kind of in the footsteps of Metal Gear, so it's very similar stealth approaches as like Metal Gear, but they kind of took it to took it to a new level, I guess, that kind of pioneered so Splinter that's, Cell. That's what Dual Shockers and others are kind of reporting with this job call. It's like, okay, if they're looking for this, maybe in the works is you know another version of this that's going to have 
really cool AI programming. So any quick thoughts on those? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious because if they're going to make AIs more complex and stuff, maybe AIs won't be a right, I mean, beneficial thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, remember when we played out last, it was like, okay, wait for him. He's going to check these rooms, and right. then he's going to come right. back, and then he's going to check. So there was a little bit of a, just a memorization that we had to right. do. So, so if there's just AI. like algorithms, and the more complex they get, it's like, I don't know. And plus, if the AIs are going to be like your companion in games, like Elizabeth and Ellie were great, but if right. they become more human-like, then they're going to stop helping you. Then they're, then they're just going to be another... It depends on how they code it, right? right? I mean, I how know, they write that AI. So. so, we'll see. So, and I'm in the school of thought that says, like, the more realistic you can make it, the more right. engrossing <laughs> it's going to be, for com- the, the better it will be. For com- for for battlefields and, and things where you have other people that you're either hiding from or, or trying to kill, make them smarter. Right, but I also, right? I also feel like, um, to Rachel's point, like, a game similar to Rezogun. So, if you tuned into our Outlast... Uh, yes. Live stream. We were playing Resogun prior to getting that started. You probably saw it, and and many of you have probably played it by now. Um, that AI is already really difficult. Even being able to say like, okay, there's a pattern. We just need to find the pattern. Yeah, right. As long as you can right. find the pattern, right. you can beat the boss. Uh, if the AI is adapting to your gameplay, it's going to require a lot more. That's what from I see. The player. So that's I mean, what I see here, yeah. And I and I kind of think about games like Demon Souls that are already like brutally difficult. Um, and there is a certain gamer that that is perfect for. I'm not that gamer. Like, I don't have enough time to grind for six hours to get through one level because I had to restart it 12 times. Don't have I, enough like, anger management. Right, that, <laughs> right, that right. too. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, number three. The force is strong with this one. From a site called Kotaku, <laughs> we found, because we talked about this like last week or the week before, I think, we were talking about where did Amy Hennig go from yep. Naughty Dog. She, she was creative director, I believe, writer on the Uncharted series. She stepped off right with you know earlier than march and several others had so there's kind of this question there we found her so ea's corporate site starts talking about the woman who helped give naughty dogs uncharted series distinctive feel amy hennig will now be working on star wars for the battlefield publisher so amy hennig is moving to ea um and it's kind of after she parted away so yeah so everybody we found her there you go i know that's where she Are is you, what do you think i mean star wars you either love it or or indifference. Do you want to go first uh, this miss, time? Miss the bandwagon on Star Wars. So, you know, You're it's youngin'. cool. I know. It's kind of, I think I tried to watch New Hope when I was like seven, and I fell asleep. I was seven. I was seven. Okay. It's all good. It was rough. Sorry. So anyways, um, I kind of missed the bandwagon. However, I did want to play the Star Wars Unleashed series because they looked really rad. So there's that. And plus, I think if almost anything can have like a Naughty Dog touch to it, which is what... Um, Hennig, pretty, Hennig yeah. has. I think it can just make it better. So, yeah. I think so. I mean, what Naughty Dog has done so well with her kind of at the helm of Uncharted is focus on storytelling and letting the story drive gameplay, drive you know the the environment as a whole. Right. And I feel like that's something that the Star Wars franchise has kind of lost touch with, um, whether it be the you know, the first three movies, episode one, two, and three, whether it be any number of the dozens of games that have come out over the last several years, like, I feel like all we're ever seeing is just a reskinning of something we've already seen before. And so I think Amy comes in with um, the experience that, and this pedigree, right, of games that are going to allow her to come in and just say, I see this, this is my vision, and I honestly, I think she could totally revolutionize the way that Star Wars games are put together and played and the stories that are told. 
I am nothing but optimistic about it. And on a side note, uh, today Amy Hennig was uh, tweeting that she went to breakfast with a crew of the Uncharted series. Ah. So it sounds like people are in the studio recording and stuff. And I, and I like that she's keeping touch and in contact with these people. It, it makes me feel a little less concerned as far as like the hands that Uncharted right. Right. 4 is now in. Because right. I think had you had a really bad separation uh, and there were a lot of bad blood, I think... I think I would feel you more concerned about the yeah. future of Uncharted. And uh, She'll be fine. so while She'll this be isn't fine. an Uncharted news uh, topic that we're on, I was pumped to see like Nolan North and uh, some of the other people that are acting in it. So still, yeah, still there. It's awesome. great. Awesome. All right, last one. Could you spare a few minutes for the future? From VGX Network, they mentioned that PlayStation has a survey out that's indicated some, some thoughts. So just based on the survey, they're kind of supposing a few things. So survey goes out asking users what, what they want and how, and they kind of indicate that they're planning to introduce maybe a reputation system. They also kind of highlight other features that Sony may be working towards, something like invisibility when you're online, advanced matchmaking, maybe the ability to change your PSN username, some more stuff like that. So it covers a whole bunch of features. Uh, you guys both look at the articles. Anything that stands out to you? Things that, you know, being able to synchronize messages across platforms. So all this, again, coming from a survey, question is, you know, are we going to see some of this happen? Some of well, what, do, happen. what do you think users care about, too, is the other question, right? Like, what are the people that are filling these out? Right. Who's Marketing is being important. Right. So um, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of conversations have been had, especially with the new systems rolling out. Are, are you going to be able to change your username? That's been a concern that a lot of gamers have. I think when people, first of all, you can't abandon a username because that's where all your trophies are. That's where all your achievements are. Like to, to abandon that and start a new yeah, profile right, right. completely can be a really difficult thing to do because you've got a lot of history with that. You've like built up this kind of resume, right? Like people can go on and check your trophies and see what you've done. <laughs> Sounds silly, unless but that's, that's what it is. The, unless that's part of the changing your name idea. You can change your name and keep your trophies. And, in that's, and that's what people wanted. Yeah, people right. wanted initially, hey, we want to be able to change our names. And because a lot of these people started playing games when they were in junior high or younger than that right. and right. have some pretty ridiculous names. I play yeah. games with a, a dude that his PSN username uh, is Dick Breaker. D I K B R E A K E R. Maybe he's grown up now. So every, so every time I kill him, I yell out, Dick Breaker! But uh, <laughs> the reality is, I'm pretty sure the dude would change his username if he could, because it's ridiculous. Uh, maybe he wouldn't, but I know a lot of people that would like to. I, I won't mention the username for this other friend, but he has told me several times, man, if I could go back and just change my name, that would make me <laughs> really happy. He's grow like, up a little bit. In fact, so we That's met funny. we met in a in a math class and he was like I kind of don't want to tell you my username because I'm embarrassed. Oh, that's awesome. And so own it. Yeah, right. own it. You, no matter how bad it is, own it. I was going to say cuz Xbox Live does allow you to change your username cool. for the cost of 5 points, 5 5 dollars I think it is. Mm. So they actually charge mm. you to change it. So I mean, it's better than nothing. It can't be that hard to do though. Like it should be something that's relatively simple. Right. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Maybe they just want you to commit. I don't, I don't know, but charging kind of works for it because I mean, then the company kind of. What, so, what do you think? What do you think will end up happening with like this reputation system? Mm. What, what do you see the significance behind that being? I don't think it really, really matters a whole ton. The only way I can see it making a difference is if you're, if you're primarily like an online multiplayer gamer, yeah, right, and right. you're thrown in a game, and from, like maybe your team setup or the lobby, you can see, oh, this dude, everyone that plays with this guy gives him bad ratings. 
we're just yeah. going to kick him. Like, that's the that's only thing. I don't see anything like, oh, he's a really good player. I don't see that mattering. But I've played with several people that, like, they'll throw music on their headset while they play. And so then, yeah. you have to listen to whatever garbage they're playing at home <laughs> the entire you. time. Thank you. And I think if you could have some way of, like, denoting or, like, noting that on their Give on their tag or something mark. so that yeah. other people could see it. This guy plays It would bad. encourage them to not be yeah. tools. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see right. how that plays out. That's so. it for news today. Cool. So um, let's just get right into right. new releases then. Is 15 that minutes. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so on April 8th comes out Daylight. That We mentioned that, just kind of that other horror game. The teen, the teen version. Yeah, the teen yep. version of Outlast and okay. Daylight. <laughs> Go figure. Um, also, Strike Suit Zero, the director's cut. King Oddball, which will be a puzzle game. Um, Shin Magami Tensei Pence Persona 4. I'm sure KT will correct me on that. Yeah, you'll hear <laughs> about that. I know. Sh- yeah, okay. So, um, April 9th is The Wolf Among Us. Yay. Yeah, the third. Episode 3. Th- episode 3, yep, okay, cool. From Telltale Games. Cool, cool. Um, the 11th of April is going to be the Lego the Hobbit preview, which I'm probably, I, I kind of want to get into the Lego series, guys. I mean, uh, uh, I've heard a fun. lot of good things about it. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know, interesting. Um, the 14th of April is Final Fantasy fourteen Realm Reborn Online. Um, April 15th would be FIFA World Cup Brazil Preview. April 16th is Trials Fusion. April 29th is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 from Activision. So, I don't know. Then I don't know why I have Daylight on there twice. Hmm, interesting. And then JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. Sounds great. Raiden 4 Overkill great. is the last one. So, April, we're getting more. Getting more and more now that Springs is approaching. Yes. In fact, I was going to ask because we talked about the games that were coming out for the like free-to-play games for right. the mm-hmm. instant games. And um, we talked about Castle of Illusion and Stealth, and they hadn't shown up yet last week. So I was like, come on, really? I'm waiting. But I found Stealth is now on today the 8th, so it's okay, on, cool. and I'm hoping Castle of Illusion comes soon. 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 Right on. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. We'll uh, get into Indie Game of the Week while we're at it. Yeah, so basically what we're going to be doing from now on is whoever picked the Indie Game of the Week, uh, we're going to have them kind of host that section so they can give a breakdown of the game, what they thought about it, um, (laughs) and open up for questions or whatever else. So today's Indie Game of the Week was picked by Rachel. Yeah, so I'm pretty, like I said before, I'm pretty new to the whole indie game scene, so I wasn't really sure which one I wanted to pick. I just kind of searched lots of most commonly talked about games, and one that caught my attention was the one called Thomas Was Alone. So it's an indie puzzler, an indie puzzler developed by Mike Bithell at Bossa Studios, and the plot of the story is basically this company called Artificial Life Solutions, and they are building AIs, artificial intelligence, and it's basically about these little blocks slash shapes slash pixel clouds <laughs> slash quadrilaterals yes, yes. that are trying to escape the mainframe. So. They're like these, there are these, it's, it's, narr- it's a narrated game and he just kind of narrates these and you play the blocks, like the little squares and there's, they're different sizes and each shape has a different power and they all have names and they all have personalities and that's narrated to you. You don't really see it. It's just kind of told to you and I don't know. It was a really cool game. I liked it and I, what I liked so much about it was that it's, it's amazing that you can gain emotion from these shapes. Right, because it's very f- flat. It's like right. It's 
it's not shaded. It's like a shape. Yeah. Right. So it's just like the shape. And I don't know, the narrator just kind of tells you about like, this is Chris and he's a square and he can't do anything and he's grumpy. Right. But he ends up falling in love with Laura, who's a flat rectangle. And she's bouncy. Yeah, exactly. And as they fall in love, well, yeah, they hook up essentially. It was one sided, but right. I don't know. Probably. But I don't know if it's a mutual thing, but you just kind of like you gain emotion from these blocks and an attachment, right? Yeah, seriously. Like there was and it also the game also kind of tells you that, um, what I got from the game is that everyone has their own special ability and that, like, everyone's important because there is this one scene where they introduce this really big block and her name is Claire. I love Claire. I know. And she's this huge block. And when they first introduce her, she's, like, falling into these depths. And water kills you in this game if you're a block, except you're Claire. So she was trying to kill herself and she was trying to go into the hot boiling water. But when she falls, she didn't die. She didn't disintegrate. So she floated. Right. Her special power was that she floated. And like like I said, um Chris is grumpy and he can't jump high, but he fits through like little crevices. Right. So it's just like everyone's unique in their own way. And it was really cool. I don't know. It was just kind of like a good story and a good moral. And it's like about sacrificing yourself cuz these it was so cute. I just can't even. Someone needs to someone needs to <laughs> So Jeff, it was what cute. do you think? So I a lot of what you just said is kind of is very similar to how I was feeling about the game. Right. Um Especially with Claire. I like, uh, I mean, when she goes in the water for the first time, yeah, she's trying to destroy herself. Like, she is unhappy because she's this big square. She goes in the water and she starts floating. And then I think he actually says, like, a superpower. I have a superpower. Yeah. Right. Then she becomes. And then she's like hardcore. Yeah. And like, yeah. she's pumped because she's helping everyone else get to where they're going. Yeah. And so her, you know, initially, like, seeing weakness becomes critical to the success of this group and um yeah it it's interesting you know when we talked about journey we had this character right that was non-sexed and you didn't know if he was a man or a woman or a thing like whatever he was but you still felt connected to him through his experiences and i think this game took that a step further they said not only are we not giving we don't even give you a face right like <laughs> you is. don't have eyes you don't have yep. ears yep. you don't have legs no you don't sound. have yeah. you don't have this cape that you know billows you don't have sand all you have is colors and shapes and light yep and they were able they were able to create an engaging story with characters that you cared about despite them not even being characters like they're squares and rectangles, and I thought that was absolute, yeah. like an absolute, like true achievement that you can tell a story that engages that many people um, without ever seeing someone's lips move. You know, without seeing someone's eyes. Like I, I was stunned. I loved it. It was. Done. It was I thought it was the perfect length. It was about three, three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Five for me. Yeah, I didn't go chasing <laughs> all the dots, um, but I loved uh, the narrator. That kind of, kind of that British voice. I like yeah, the British um, narrator. Was just the, there was so a little much. bit of sarcasm, kind of snarkiness to the way that uh-huh. they told the story, which made it you know each level kind of fun to hear about this kind of development of the the relationships of the characters. I love the moral of it as well. Um, one that I even let my four year old play yesterday. Yeah. And she was able to do a level all by herself. That's nice. four, right? I mean, it was like okay, I showed her the buttons and I was like, okay, you have to go L one L one to change over to that box. Now notice that box is bouncy. Now you can't reach the white dots until the yellow one can jump that high. How That's is he going to awesome. jump high? You know, so it was just fun for yeah. me to do problem solving with them at that age to be like, 
th- you know put these together and you'll right. get your stuff. Well, and that's it was that was part one of the fantastic. one of the cool things about indie games too is that it it affords creators a certain level of independence and mm-hmm. creativity that AAA titles and de- demanding publishers it. won't allow. Yeah. And so yeah. they are games that like I feel like you can take a really good message from that, and even little kids, like you said, like there's something there to learn and to be gained from this game. And so to be able to sit down and play through it with someone I think is is absolutely fantastic. And I love that each level was, was kind of really short. I mean, there's 100 levels, but to yeah. be able to be like, okay, this is a puzzle and it's this short. And in fact, I probably did like two or three of them that I did, you know, more than five or six times yep. just to try it because it felt like it was flowing. So I, I thought it was a great game. I, I, I kind of fell in love with it, honestly, from the, the first line of the game is, this is Thomas. Thomas was alone because right. I was the like when I heard the name Thomas was alone I was like mm-hmm. what's this going to be about like for whatever reason it's saying that and then having this just tiny little square all alone like you <laughs> yeah, actually so like felt alone right? well you did you yeah. felt alone uh. and but I, I feel like the lighting that they used in the game like as a square cool. moved around and jumped like how the lighting followed yeah. them yeah I yeah, I was very, very impressed with what they did and how they made it all come together. Yep. Right. Yeah, so um, you should check out the game because I believe you're PlayStation Plus. It's for free. For the time being, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think all of us probably, right, I think all of us recommend it. So yes. yeah, yeah, go out, pick it up, up. and uh, let us know on Twitter what you guys think about it. Uh, so is it my turn to pick the next game? Yes. Then? How long a game do you guys want to play? <laughs> Does not matter. Because I'm, I'm kind of tempted to say that we should all go through and play through season one of The Walking Dead. But that that will be kind of probably like a two or three week mm, yeah. series. Ouch. How would you guys feel about that? If we I mean, took I'd off, like if we said one episode a week. So it would be like a four week series because there's four episodes in season one. Is that something you guys are down for? I'd be down. If yeah. Or should we like just that? say yeah. hey, we're going to play Fez? I, I go either way. Because I'm, I'm one or the other. I go point. either way. Either or. Yeah, no, either or. We'll In let fact, you know. Watch our Twitter. We'll let you know what we, know. What we hammer out. Actually, yeah. You know, we'll I'm discuss. just calling it. We're going to do we're gonna do Walking Dead. Okay. Yay. So stay tuned. Have Next week, we will be covering episode one of season one of The Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm excited. It's been, I only ever played through episode one. Don't watch the series. Going to play the game. Totally different. That's what I hear. It's not even connected. Um, and from what I hear, we'll probably all cry. <laughs> Good. Let's do so, it. Okay. Why, not, why not do that? Moving on. Uh, we are quickly running out of time, but we've been wanting to us, talk about this for a while. We are so. going to talk about yeah. the freaking Oculus Rift. Yeah. Again. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to intro this real quick. Basically, um, this is all over the news. Everyone's heard about it already. We just wanted to share kind of our opinions on it. So, basically, um, Facebook is set to purchase the Oculus virtual reality headset. Um, for yeah, a I mean, lot of money. Basically, it's a $2 billion deal. Essentially, um, the deal includes $400 million in cash and $1.6 billion in Facebook stock. Hello. As well as an right. additional three. I didn't know this, but as well as an additional $300 million if Oculus is able to meet certain performance yeah, targets. Sounds about normal. Um, yeah. The news yeah. continues by saying, Oculus will continue to operate independently at its, head- at its headquarters in Irvine, California. The deal is expected to close in the second quarter of 2014. Though the Rift uh, has been pitched as a video gaming device, Facebook plans to use the technology for communications, media, and other forms of entertainment. In a conference call with analyst Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook's uh, Big boy. Chief, of, chief executive officer is the CEO and creator. 
said, virtual reality has the potential to be the next great computing evolution, following the transition from desktop computers to mobile devices. So, yeah, right? I mean, we've talked about it, and we've talked a lot about it, and the idea we, we've, you and I have heard, read, listened to Ready Player One, which is all based in this virtual reality world that is, the, um, the main way you get into this virtual reality world is an Oculus Rift style, what is it, the Oasis. Yep. I mean, it's a similar style. You put on a headset, you put on gloves that you can have a little bit of feedback on, and you go to school there. You basically live there. You work there. And so the world in this kind of... Um, what do you call it? Dystopian world, like yeah. where everything's kind of falling apart. That's where people go. So, to hear this, of course, that's what we first thought of. Wow, it's it's coming, it's coming down. It's going to happen. But as you read through some of these articles, and especially as you think about, okay, what does Facebook want with th- with this? Uh, I think at some level, it feels like to me that, that that it's like we got this before anybody else could. We want this to happen. Um, but Facebook knows that they ha- they're limited in. What's what's gonna what Facebook can be and will be for the next couple of years because right. social media just keeps evolving and changing and they're not always going to be the Facebook and so in a way it's like any good investor they're trying to diversify the po- portfolio they just put a huge chunk into you know yeah. into VR which still keeps them relevant if if they are indeed you know heading this direction where they're focusing on. Um, what did you say on messaging, you know, more than just entertainment, communications, communications media yeah. right. in that kind of form. And so I have a lot of, uh, I guess, dreams of what they might do with the Oculus that's outside of PC gaming. But PC gaming is what it was initially kind of created for low, right. low cost VR for PC. Right. No. And I think you're right on Facebook, too, just because it's not necessarily like. Someone told me the other day, like, it was a high schooler, that Facebook was for old people. Yes. Right? So I thought that was kind of humorous. But, I mean, I think you're right. Facebook isn't necessarily dying, but it's definitely not as popular as it was. So I think that Facebook isn't necessarily trying to keep revamping Facebook because they keep trying to come up with stuff. But I feel like they're just hitting a dead wall. But they did buy Instagram as well. Right. So, I mean, they didn't change the name. They didn't take anything of that. They still kept the name. And I'm pretty sure that's what they plan to do with the Oculus. They're not going to completely, like consume it but they just kind of want that on their i feel like they have achievements too so like they're going to keep buying each company and just putting they have like this wall of all the companies they've bought <laughs> yeah they're headhunting. and they're just they're just knocking them out like that but uh however i will be really upset if i can't escape facebook like I, the last thing i want to do is like play a video game and get a notification of someone has having a new baby <laughs> in the, the middle of it, yeah that right would, yeah, i hope you get so a I nightmare think, off, i think right? on the social <laughs> side i think that they are going to have to kind of revolutionize the way that people think about social in order for vr to work right like right. who's gonna right. spend five hundred dollars to facebook on their face right right like You'd be surprised it, it would have to be it would have to be a very different approach to the facebook like i just i don't i don't see the market for that kind of thing the no, way that it is right it's Being not going to be a, a linear feed in your, in your helmet. That doesn't make any when sense. I, I, <sighs> I can't help but think that Mark Zuckerberg Berg probably read Ready Player One because, like, the oh, positive uh, yeah. sides right. of VR in Ready Player One are incredible. Right. I mean, really, truly, kind of mind-blowingly incredible. Uh, there are also some negative sides to it as well. But, like, the idea that you could have VR classrooms where – teachers were able to take their students to Saturn and walk the rings of Saturn while talking about the different, you know, chemical components that go into these rings, that they could take them to the tombs of King Tut and walk them down into the pyramid and show them, like, those are the kind of possibilities that I think are incredible. Um, 
in in Ready Player One, they incorporate these haptic feedback gloves that let them feel the world. And that's that a big seeing. step, right? I mean, that's a big step. To yeah, VR. it's huge. Um, but I I feel like if if Facebook can capitalize on this in a way that um, that really encourages exploration and encourages people um, to experience something beyond just you know a screen that maybe your posts are in 3D, so people that are more right. popular, people you like more, are going to be closer <laughs> to you. They like, got to go beyond even that. even something as simple as this. Like in Ready Player One, uh, the the main character uh, Parseval has this friend H that has a hangout, mm-hmm. right? Right, his own room. Like he has his own room, and it looks like something straight out of the Breakfast Club. There's an old couch, a dialed television, and they sit around and they play together. They play these old school like Atari uh, games. Atari right? games. Yeah. yeah, and I think, what if that was your profile? Like, what if your profile was a room? that you designed, that you created, that was uniquely yours, um, that you could invite your friends to. Like, in that respect, I think that would be sweet to be able to be like, hey, Drew, Rachel, right, come, come in my hangout. hangout. Come watch come a movie out, with yeah. me. Yeah. So they can, you guys can come down and we can watch a movie. Like, those are the kind of things that I think would make it something that people would spend money on. Right. Because, I mean, I mean, obviously it can't stay the way that it is for it to survive in VR because it's discreet. But I don't know. I think in that regard, if they can manage to do something like this, I could totally see public school systems incorporating these kind of things into their yeah. educational processes. Yeah. If, well, and like you talk about walking the rings of Saturn or King Tut's tomb or whatever, those kinds of things, fantastic. I guess I think about it more as a, as a media producer mm-hmm. who gets to be the one that makes the either the footage or the animations or whatever that makes those things come to life like it's going to take a you know a certain rig of cameras to be able to c- capture the 3d feel mm-hmm. to then translate back to the oculus uh, and to do it well and to do it fast i mean thinking right? about it now kind of makes me feel like i should have gone into programming right exactly right. because programming, programming is going to be virtual worlds it's going to be huge when if that's the the level it goes I, I also in the video world just in the movie world i would love to see this take a uh, a form where and i think zuckerberg mentions this in one of his interviews imagine just you know watching a movie and enjoying it and you know, hearing footsteps behind you and having to turn around to be, you know, to, right. to see who it is. Like, you get a different experience watching that movie. Which is also kind of from yeah. Ready Player One, right? Yeah. I mean, they talk about being thrown into movies and being part of the movie experience. And trying to, trying to be a character in that movie. And so imagine if movies were shot with that idea. So it's just like, you get to see what you want to see and, and, and be involved as, as you want. And I, I think that's exciting to be able to shoot something from not this flat perspective and not the 3D style that we see now in the 3D theaters. It makes you bar. But Yeah, exactly. But that, that's a whole other story yeah. on the Oculus. But yeah, to be able to be into something and to be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to look around the pillar. I'm going to look behind and see what I can right. see. So no, a whole I lot, totally of, a lot of room for Easter eggs there. If you do. Yeah. So while this isn't, while what we're discussing right now isn't specifically Sony, obviously Sony has Project Morpheus coming out that will be in the gaming world. I think they'll try some of those things. A much heavier gaming, I think, rig mm-hmm. than what the Oculus will probably end up being initially with Facebook's acquisition. 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 Yeah, Jeff. You made that one. Um, up. But uh, what I see happening is I see that same incorporation in, like, PlayStation Home on right. the uh, PS3. They had the PlayStation right. Home, right, which I was this virtual once. world that you could go around and do all that stuff. But also, um, I think as they've pushed this um, social capability through the PlayStation 4, the shareability, right. um, what if you 
even what if your profile again like i i kind of am stuck on the idea of this room right that's yours that you can invite people come to and it can be me. your place mm -hmm. and people can see your personality come through where you know you you can open a file cabinet and see all of the different videos that you can pull out a video and throw it on the wall like i yeah. i think Ooh. i think there are definitely cool cool ideas should have been a programmer be ex like explored i don't know just start over <laughs> yeah it's okay yeah oh just you're graduating graduating in like again. a couple weeks yeah just start over that's cool programming should maybe yeah, should have done whatever. very cool um we're pushing 50 minutes so we're gonna wrap up yeah uh we we have carried over several here's an update tally on all the people who have died of a marijuana overdose yeah i saw that too and i was like how is that really how did that, that get there? posted there uh, none of us put Rooney. that in there we have a we have a rogue title topic uh, did, did, did about KT people dying from marijuana overdoses. Does he have access? To <laughs> I didn't put that in there. I didn't either. You guys seriously didn't do that because that's I seriously, hilarious. Because I added the indie game and I was like, mm, I'm, I'm going to yes. go back after this. I'm going to open up that the archives and find out so which funny. one of us made that change. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, we have we've carried over some topics. I mean, there's some that we want to talk about still. Did we do we did character customization, right? No, we didn't. Nope. Oh no, we haven't. Okay, so that's one that. So we we'll get into that over. later. Yep. So anyway, uh, thank you for joining us on the seventh. Yeah, seventh, seventh episode, episode of dog. the Little Big Cast. Crazy. We would love for you to contact us, communicate with us via Twitter, via email, whatever you want to do. Uh, we are at Little Big Cast on Twitter, and you can email us at littlebigcast at ktdata.net. Um, thank you for listening today. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're pumped Appreciate that it. you decided to stop by. Pick up Thomas Was Alone. And if you would like to play through The Walking Dead with us, yes. episode yeah. one we will be discussing next week. Um, so play through episode one and uh, join thoughts. the conversation. Let yeah. us know what you think. Let us know. Uh, let us know if there's anything you want us to get into. And other than that, we're going we're gonna to peace out. So <sighs> we'll see you guys. Time. Thank you. <laughs>